Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hi, how's it going? I hope you guys are having a great day. We're having a really good day over here. We're in the Northwest and uh, it is beautiful outside. We had the sunshine, but we did have um, some snow this last weekend. So the snow's sticking around, but uh, we got the sun as well today. So we're grateful for that. Our kids are playing in the snow, making snow angels and snow dogs and snow families and sledding. So it's been a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. Well, today we're going to talk about um, stress. When we talk about stress, um, it's something that we're all pretty familiar with, especially right now. There's so many changes going on, and uh, when we have changes, we often see stress. So we have like kids in and out of school. We have um you know, adjusting schedules, we have kind of getting back to things, but not knowing if we should get back to things. Uh, We have the holidays coming up. There's just a lot of things going on, a lot of questions that we have. And when we don't know what we're getting into, what's coming in the future, sometimes that feels stressful. And so I thought this would be a good topic today. So uh, for starters, we often look at stress as like this awful villain, right? Like it's super sneaky. It just all of a sudden like sneaks up and it creeps in and it's just like, ah, I'm so stressed. It's just like there all of a sudden. But in reality, we have quite a bit of information about stress. We can figure out where it's coming from. We can figure out when we acquired it and we can figure out what we want to do with it. So we have quite a few options Um, It's not just this thing that happens to us. It doesn't just come up and like make us have an awful day and make us like not good at communicating with the people around us. Um, We have a lot of choices. Not only that, but it actually can be helpful for us. So let's say we feel stress and uh, we can use that information to discover boundaries. So you might feel like you're in a situation and it doesn't feel so good. You feel that stress. Well, that can help you know, you know, I don't really like this situation. Like this is crossing my boundaries. I'm not, I'm not okay here. I'm not comfortable here. Um, it can also help us to know that we need to make a change. If something is continually causing stress or making us feel stressed, then maybe that's an area that we need to change and we need to rearrange. So right there, there's two helpful things that stress can do for us. Um, help us discover boundaries and help us to make a change. Uh, where we get into trouble with stress is when we're holding on to it unnecessarily. Why would we do that? Why would we hold on to stress, right? We do it all the time. We would hold on to stress because we're in denial. Like we feel like it's fine. We're going to just keep plowing forward. Um, this is all going to be okay. Let's just keep moving forward throughout our day. So we have denial. Another reason is because we might feel ashamed of that stress. Like if your friends or teachers knew how stressed you were, then what would they think, right? And so uh, perhaps we are ashamed of that stress. 
Uh, Something else is that we could be procrastinating feeling better. So I'll give you an example. This is going to sound awfully familiar, I'm sure. Have you ever said or have you ever heard anyone say something like, oh, I'll feel better when dot, dot, dot. So we're literally postponing our happiness. We're putting it on hold because right now I have permission to be stressed. And so I don't need to be peaceful yet. I have permission to be stressed right now because I will feel better later. So for example, like I'll feel better when we're done potty training, or I'll feel so much better when that fundraiser that I'm in charge of is over, or I'll feel better when I'm done hosting that fancy dinner on Friday. So we like have that, whatever it is on our calendar or whatever event life event it is in our head. And we are planning to feel better at the end of that. We are planning for it. And we think that at the end of that event, we get like a ticket that's like a free pass. Like now you can let go of all your stress. Now you're going to feel okay. Now you can relax. But we know that that's not the case. In reality, we are not fully functioning. We're not fully there because we're functioning with that stress. And instead of being fully present, we are postponing that piece. We're postponing enjoying that event or whatever it is. So now we know why we might hold on to stress. Those are some of the reasons that we might hold on to stress. These are things that we have done for years and we've seen our parents do. We've seen our teachers do this. We've seen our friends do this. And so we think this is the norm, right? So the next question that we can ask ourselves are what kind of trouble do we get in if we do hold on to the stress? Like, is it okay to hold on to stress? Maybe it's fine. Maybe this is all okay. Well, I like to look at things in four different areas of our lives. So it's mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, also known as the mind, the heart, the body, and the spirit. So let's take those four examples. What kind of trouble do we get into? Well, within the mind, if we hold on to stress, our thoughts are then driven by stress rather than our own thinking. And that's not what we want at all. We don't want the driver's seat to be taken up by stress. We want to be in the driver's seat. We want to be in control. In the heart, when we're holding on to too much stress, we begin to have feelings of um, unnecessary emotions. So we might feel things like overwhelm and guilt and shame. These things are coming from not our own intuition. They're coming from that stress. And then it's also preventing us from having our own wonderful feelings. Like instead of being present and enjoying the moment, we are instead bogged down by that stress. So we're not allowing those awesome, wonderful emotions to flow through. Within the body, We have physical symptoms that show up when we hold on to stress. These ones might sound pretty familiar. You might have something like a stomach ache when you have that tension in your stomach. You might feel a backache, your lower back or your neck or your shoulders, or maybe you will get headaches. A lot of people hold stress within their jaw and their hands and their shoulders. These are common areas to hold on to stress. And then within the spirit, you're not able to listen to your instincts and your intuition. You're not listening for those things because instead, again, that stress is in the driver's seat. So now we've painted a picture for what it looks like if we hold on to that stress. We know what it looks like in those four areas of our lives. We know why we might do that. 
So now what do we do? We have this stress. We deal with it every day. What do we do? How can we decrease it? I'm going to share with you three tools to help decrease stress. Just like with anything else, these will not help unless you try them out. It's like when I tell my kids, like we have a pantry full of awesome food. We have a refrigerator full of awesome food. We have like produce on the counter. We have all this awesome food that is so healthy and nourishing, but none of it's going to help your body out unless you eat it. (laughs) It's up to them to like put it in their body or else they're not able to get all those awesome nutrients and the things that are going to help them to feel energized and help their brain to function. So I'll hand these out. And it's up to you to try them on and to try it out. And you can teach them to your kids. You can teach them to your family and see what they can do with them too. Number one, notice where the stress is and what it feels like. So we're talking about within your own body. Where do you feel stress? So you could even take a minute right now, like put your shoulders back, kind of shake your head back and forth a little bit, sit up straight. Take a deep breath and start noticing where do you feel tension? Where do you feel tightness? Where do you feel strain? Where can you feel that stress? And then once you locate it, what does it feel like? Is it like a tightness? Is it a warmth? Is it like a constraining feeling? What does it feel like in your own body? Noticing what stress feels like in your own body is a huge first step. If you can recognize it and point it out, then all of a sudden you are in the driver's seat. You have recognized it. You have separated yourself from that stress. Number two, choose if the stress is helpful. Once we've notified ourselves that we have that stress, we then have that opportunity to decide, is this something that is useful to me or is this something I'm simply carrying and could probably get rid of? If it's something that is useful to you, then make a plan and move forward. Let's say you're getting ready in the morning and you're making a mental list of all the things that need to get done that day on top of the regular stuff, like feed the kids, change a diaper, (laughs) get everyone dressed, get everyone out the door, whatever it is. And then on top of all those things, you have like four or five other pretty substantial things to get done during that day. And so as you're getting ready, you're starting to feel that tightness in your stomach, let's say. So you're feeling like a tightness in your stomach and you're like, you know, there's there's quite a bit to get done today. Well, you have a choice. Um, you can choose, is that useful If that is useful information, then let's make a plan. Let's put it on paper. Let's put it in your phone, on your calendar. Get it out of your body and make a plan externally so that you don't have to be a walking to-do list. You don't have to hold on to all these things as if if you let go, then they're all gone. You know, like you can get things done without holding on to the stress of it within your body. Okay, and then moving on to number three. Number three is connecting with your breath. So this one might sound a little bit hippie, right? But the name of this podcast is a tad bit crunchy. (laughs) So here we go. This is a tad bit crunchy. So once you have, number one, noticed where that stress is, number two, you choose, is that useful or is it not useful? And then number three is to use your breath to get that out of your body. 
And what I mean by that is, you know, all of this talk of meditation and mindfulness and being present in your body, there's something to this. And they all talk about going back to your breath. They all talk about connecting to your breath. They talk about filling up your lungs and using that diaphragm. And then beyond that, being able to connect your thoughts with that breath. So as you are taking those breaths, you're thinking in your head, I'm okay. I am safe. I have no reason to be stressed right now. I'm not being chased by a wild animal. Or while you breathe, you also have the choice to try to have no thoughts, you know, be able to keep your brain still and quiet. And as those thoughts pop up, you know, let them pass through, let them pass by and continue to keep a quiet mind while you're breathing. And that can also trigger that response in your body that you are safe, things are calm, you're okay. So when we take these breaths and when we connect them with our brain, we are literally telling our entire response system, everything about head to toe, that we are going to be okay. And the more that we do this, the better that those breaths become. So when you first start to meditate or you first start to practice your breathing, you're really trying to build that foundation. Like it's this brand new baby muscle and you're trying to build this muscle so that, you know, in a month when you've been practicing this and now you're in a car full of kiddos, you're taking them to soccer practice and you don't have the time to sit and think or meditate All you have to do is take those breaths naturally and it's triggering that calming response to your entire body. So this is a huge part of parenthood, right? Like how do we possibly help manage our minds and our hearts and our bodies and our spirit while having almost no time for ourselves? We do that by building these foundations that can then help us in the moment. With a very small amount of effort, I'll add too. Okay, so if connecting with your breath and meditation and mindfulness and being present is all stuff that you are excited about and you want more information, we will talk more about it for sure. But if you specifically want to do a meditation for de-stressing, I have one recorded on Insight Timer. It's a free app and it's absolutely free to use. So again, that meditation is called de-stress. The reason I know that people are really wanting to de-stress right now is because of my meditations that are up on there. De-stress is by far the most popular. Like day after day, people are continually going towards that one. And I can only assume that that's because they are looking for a way to decrease their own stress. Again, if you're interested, check that out. Visualization and meditation can seem really intimidating at first, but I promise you it's so simple. I should also mention you can check me out at WhitneyBean.com. You can check out the blog. There's some recipes. Um, You can check out my bio and you can check out our services page as well. There's some cool links on there. I do free consultations um, for all my clients and it's so much fun. Just a short little chat and you can see if I'm a good fit for you and a good fit for your family. And we can talk about the different programs that we have and what types of tools and techniques that we can teach. All right. Well, thanks for joining today. I'm so glad that you guys dropped in and I hope you have an awesome day. Talk to you later. Bye.